Musical Thrills, the theory of the thrill. Oh, boy! In three, two, fun! Hello and welcome to Theoretical Thrills. I'm your host, Brad. I'm Spencer. And I'm Chris. And today we are joined by the lovely Camille. Camille, welcome to our podcast, The Theoretical Thrills. Hi, thanks for having me. So we have two questions before we jump into our pitches that we ask every guest. The first one is, what is your connection to theme parks? So I've been working in theme parks since 2013. Um, I started with Halloween Horror Nights and then just did hopped around inside Universal Studios. And I actually just graduated from a theme park design program at SCAD in theme entertainment. Whoa, very cool. That's awesome. Thank you. I feel intimidated now. Uh, Why am I doing this? (laughs) Oh my God. We'll know what the real pitches are tonight. This is why we we pitch. what was your favorite, what's your favorite house that that, that has been at Haunted uh, Halloween Horror Nights? Listen, I'm going to be biased, but any that I've been in, um, I really, really enjoyed my first one, which was Evil Dead in 2013. Um, I just loved the cast, everybody that was a part of it. It was super fun. That was down on the lower lot, right? Yeah, right behind Mummy. Yes, yes. I think I actually did that one. Uh, good. It was a good haunted house, but I like Evil Dead, so... Why did you choose our topic, Nightmare Before Christmas? It's been one of my favorite movies since as long as I can remember. Um, I always jump between Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Those are always like at any given time at the top spot. But I feel like Nightmare just has a special place in my heart. It combines my two favorite holidays, which are Halloween and Christmas. And yeah, I just I love the aesthetic. It's very much me. Which brings us to the question, though, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Ooh. It's the endless debate. I, I consider it a August through December seasonal film. You can watch it at any moment during that time and it will be perfectly appropriate. Um, but it's, but, but it's I do specific. feel it's not Christmas specifically, but... It's like more Halloween, but it ventures into Christmas. That's why I feel like up until like maybe December 5th, and then you want to start watching like all the Home Alones and stuff like that. But okay. it so, still has so, a good... So, so fall more so Halloween rather than winter winter Christmas. Yeah, like the beginning of Christmas, you Got know, it. when you're just starting to get in the spirit of it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. the, right. the, that, that moment of time before the radio station switches over to uh, 24 hours of Christmas music. Oh, I don't know. I feel like they switch like November first. Like they well, do, though. they're they ready do. Like right around any any more they do. But they yeah. they used to no, it used the, to be, it used to, be after, it used to be after Thanksgiving. They well, it used to be the beginning of December. They'd switch over, and then it became the be- day after Thanksgiving. And now, yeah, I think it is like the beginning of November for some of them that, or they're just like, no, nah, we're just gonna play it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we got Christmas decorations up in like October. So, well, back in the day, I think it was. I can't remember if it was AMC or something. Oh, no, it was the El Capitan. They used to play, I feel, this movie right around November, like between Halloween and Thanksgiving. <sighs> You're right. And it was like, like 3D. They, it, right? It was like yeah. a 4D thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel I like that. that's like the perfect when you're trying to not get over your Halloween, like post-seasonal depression, but then like pre-seasonal depression for the next holiday. <laughs> okay. okay. So so it's like a it's a post-Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-Christmas movie. I, movie. I love it. I, I like that. All right. All right. 
Well, let's jump in then to our pitches. We've each mm-hmm. come up with brilliant pitches, uh, I like to think. Brilliant um, is in quotations, by the way. Brilliant is in heavy quotations. Also, Brad looked at me when he said that, so... <laughs> Uh, but speaking of which, Spencer, the reason I looked at you is because we rolled beforehand, and Spencer, you're going to go first, followed by Chris, mm-hmm. and then myself right. last. Uh, so I'm sure all of my ideas will still be fresh and relevant by the time we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, but with that I mean, said, Spencer, the floor is yours. What is your first pitch? Great. Uh, so my first pitch is uh, called Trick or Treat or Trick with Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Uh, in the style of uh, Toy Story Mania, uh, guests uh, hop aboard a ride vehicle as they use candy guns, uh, which are, you know, it's like um, in Midway Mania, it's like the AR, so you have like the gun that you're using, but it's candy, uh, to keep Lock, Shock, and Barrel at bay from taking over your vehicle in the town. Um, so it's a dark ride meets AR, uh, guests are traversing through the towns, Halloween Town, Christmas Town, uh, and as Lock, Shock, and Barrel approach, guests must use their candy guns to distract them from destroying the city. Okay, so the guest is saving Halloween Town or their own city from Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Exactly, and Lock, Shock, and Barrel they get their they get their candy because they are the trick or treaters after all. The young the youngins. Yes, uh, as you can Qu- see. Question, question though, with Midway Mania and even like the uh, the the boysenberry bear one uh, at knots, very similar styles, very similar technology. Mm-hmm. There are multiple things you can shoot to score points. Mm-hmm. Are you saying in each scenario there's only the three, and are they popping up in different places? Are they coming straight at you? What is their whole thing? Yeah, so it's it's like um it's like there's there it's almost like Where's Waldo in a way where like they're they're kind of around but they keep floating around throughout the space because they're quick. So you have to kind of keep an eye on them. So you can you can you can shoot down the pumpkins, you can shoot down the the snow, but the idea is that Lock Shock and Barrel keep trying to evade so you have to kind of get them as they as they traipse through in in today's society is it a good idea to have a game where we're shooting three kids over and over again it's, no. it's with, so so it's it's not like so when i say gun was not the word i was trying to use i was trying to think of a different word uh-huh. um but, <laughs> but it's like it's like literally gun. tossing but it's like it's like you know the the boysenberry with like the pie that's like the the little thing that you pull the the thing and then it splats out but this time it's just it's just like throwing candy like it's like you're like they're trick-or-treating but you said you were defending so if you're throwing candy how is that defending against because that's what they want they want they want the candy if you give them candy it keeps them you know away for a little bit okay okay also they don't have like oogie boogie or jack skellington with them so they're not uh, being told what to do by a higher being in this in this instance mm. it's really just them being kids running around you know terror tormenting you know like tormenting the city terrorizing the city like kids do you know on pranks like egging houses and things like that so but, the uh, things so, the other so you shoot you them shoot. with candy you you okay so let me rephrase <laughs> the shooting them with candy part <laughs> uh, you are essentially when you toss the candy it's like you're send, you're giving them the candy like they catch it, you know, like in the old in the old school games where it's like you toss something and then like they catch it or whatever in like the old like old school like, you know, like PC games or whatever, or like you can throw something and someone will catch it. That's the idea is that the, is that they're catching the candy. You're not like hitting them with the candy. If that so they sense. need to catch the candy. In their right. Bag. Like, like they're catching it. Like, okay. yeah, like, you know, Charlie Brown, okay. I got a rack. But like it's trick or treating. But like if you if you toss and when you're passing them the candy, if they catch the candy, then if you give them enough candy, then they like 
they like eat their candy as opposed to trying to terrorize. So, so now you're pro. Now you're pro asking your programmers of the game to uh, program this entire thing to where you can shoot the candy at them. They then have the animation to catch the candy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you get enough candy. I'm okay. not, and not only is this ride shooting children with fake guns, it's, it's also promoting. <laughs> no, there's, there's promoting. No, uh, forget the promoting, word. Uh, forget the word guns. It was never my intention to make it the shape of a gun. It's just like literally, it's like a blaster. Uh -huh. I guess it's a blaster, like a, like you know, like a, like where, like blast, Spencer, like, like you know, like one of those things, like the shoot, like the T-shirt where you like blast the T-shirts like out of the thing. Could have called Spencer, it cannon, Spencer. Spencer, what is a blaster? But a like, gun. A, like a candy, like a candy launcher, you know, like, <laughs> like when you like launch the t-shirts out of the big thing, like that's like, it's like a candy blaster, like a candy launcher, you what's know? The what's the t-shirt thing called? A, a t-shirt blaster. <laughs> cannon. Oh, a cannon. Yeah. Weapon. So it's like, it's like a it's cannon, a but it's not like, it's not like a cannonball cannon. It's just like, you know, like a small thing where it's like, you have a thing and you can like even like, psh, and the candy comes out and then it grabs in there. It gets in there, you know, bags. Like okay, okay. I, I so so you like know a, so you know in Doug you know when Doug bags a nematode and he's got like the bag and he's trying to catch the nematode that's like kind of the idea of this, um, but instead of catching a nematode you're trying to give these kids candy so they will leave you alone and not prank you, right? Okay. Okay, so I see. So you're so the more candy they're given the more they'll be distracted and eating that and they won't come towards you or cause havoc okay correct have, have you considered i don't know instead of a gun uh, it's not a gun it's not a gun <laughs> <laughs> why don't you why don't you go with i mean we've seen technology now of like the web shooters at mm. uh disney oh, you mean like to just tossing them candy yeah, like you would normally well, do rather than here's, shooting candy at people. <laughs> here's here's my 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 deep down on my heart um, reason for a lot of the the choices that I make. As someone with access needs, um, the web slingers attraction is completely inaccessible um, okay. for me, and so I I don't want to take away accessibility for people that may need it. Again, 3D isn't always the most accessible as it is, but like in, in my in my specific case, I can wear 3D glasses and still understand what's going on, even if I don't have the actual pop out necessarily. But something mm -hmm. like web slingers, um, for me, I didn't see, I couldn't see anything. I had no idea where I was aiming uh, because I didn't have the access to the 3D technology in that regard. Um, so I wanted to try and keep it a little bit more mm -hmm. accessible. Uh, to guests, but also like in in the terms of like Midway Mania or a Toy Story attraction, where it's like you know you're popping the balloons, you're knocking down the pies. This is like oh they're egging the houses. You got to get them before the eggs all go up on the screen. Give them enough candy so you can pass on to pass on to the next level. Not pass on like die, but pass on to the next level. And then you know like the next thing is like oh they're they're ding dong ditching. <laughs> Um, or whatever, but you have to get now them. You have to stop them before they dead. before before they ding dong ditch. So it's like little like it's like mini games. I guess I should explain. It's like okay. mini games okay. um, that you're trying to get them. You get in the candy, and as a group, you're getting them to get candy. So instead of you individually scoring points um, mm. as like a battle between each other in the group, the ride vehicle yourself, you're working together to to win as many games as you can to keep Lock, Shock, and Barrel at bay. Okay, because that's very different from the other ones where it's just primarily shoot the targets sort of right deal. yeah right this is okay. this is it is it is like throwing candy at like literally not literally throwing candy at them but you know right. virtually throwing candy at them 
but it is the more candy you get them in a rapid amount which i'm which i'm going back to like those old pc games where it's like you know word munchers or whatever like the more the quickly you can type the words the more likely he is to not like you die right. it's more of like okay. a throwback okay. to to like the old school kind of like pc vibes but yeah so it but but the base outline is like Toy Story Midway Mania, but instead of individual scores, uh, which you can still get because you're still, uh, but it's it's more as like a group. If you have a certain amount of points as a group, then you win that level uh, and you go on to the next round. If you don't win, it's like whatever. It's just like, ah, you didn't win. And then you go to the next round and keep playing. You don't mm -hmm. like, you don't like end the game there because <laughs> you didn't get right. past the level. But at the end, it'll tell you like you won eight out of the 10 games or you won 10 out of 10 games or whatever it is. Um, and so if you get a good group, you're like, yay, this is great. If you get a bad group, you can be like, oh, I want to go do that again and rewrite it. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. Pitch, pitch number two. So pitch number two, I don't really know what to call it. Um, so I'm calling it, I'm calling it the Christmas Town Interactive. Um, so essentially what this is, is um, you, you walk into the park, uh, into Halloween Town and off uh, in the distance, uh, guests may somehow stumble upon seven trees with doors. Um, and in this case, one of the doors actually opens and, and, you know, it's like a secret, but it's not really a secret because people know that this is how to get to Christmas town. But when you open that door inside, there's a Christmas town uh, display. There's candy cane trees, string lights, snow covered walls. Uh, and by that, I mean like some projections of snow falling on the walls, on the furniture. Um, and then this door ultimately leads to other areas of the park, uh, which I'll get to with my third pitch. But the second pitch itself is the, is the Christmas town interactive, discovering the door walking into the door, this building and seeing this display of now you're in Christmas town. Okay, so this so is a transitional area, like from a land to, or is this kind of like your main street and then you're separated? Is this just like from one land to another, or is this from your main entrance, you get to pick where you go? Yeah, so this is the main entrance and then it leads into different sections, which one of those sections will be my third pitch. Um, again, only the one door opens because that's how it is in the movie itself is that the one door is essentially Christmas town. We don't know anything about Thanksgiving town or whatever towns they are. So I haven't gotten to the point where I want to get creative involved to be like, hey, we're going to start making up new things that Danny Elfman and, and Tim Burton didn't create yet without, you know, confirming with them. But for this purpose, it is you're going into Christmas town door and you have to go through Christmas town. And then from there, you can branch off where we start to get a mix of Halloween and Christmas town in uh the different elements of uh, the different areas past that so wait. so you start out you come in so you come into the park you start yes. out halloween town you know I, i'm thinking almost like the the thing that jack and sally walk down the um the thing that unravels like the elephant trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know what it's yeah called. yeah i don't know what it's but called the, i try to figure the, it out the mountain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's the like that's kind of like 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 the like the plaza like that's the central element yes uh, and then you've got like the doors and the trees kind mm -hmm. of like right right and then before that, gets that and that gets you into these areas which you can then go into the big plaza which has the mountain or into these different locations but specifically because of the display and the way the movie works there's that one door that you can take that takes you into christmas town correct um, which is a whole yeah. separate area of your correct which a whole which, which is a separate area but then that that itself wouldn't branch off into multiple areas Right, correct. So, okay. so, so the so essentially the doors itself are what leads Halloween. to Christmas Town. Okay, okay. But, that's, but you're, that's you're where in I, that's Halloween where was, Town. 
Yeah. You're in Halloween Town when you come in, and then the door display is how you get into Christmas Town. Okay. That's Got that's it. where that's where I was confused. Is it yeah, sounded yeah. like it sounded like you went from Halloween Town to Christmas Town to then Halloween and Christmas branches. Uh, sorry. So when I when I, when I said I, I meant like literal tree branches versus like branching off into something else. I said two kinds of branches in one sentence, and that might have been why it got confusing. Um, because bit. you do see you do see the like because so the the doors in the movie the doors are on trees. So the mm -hmm. idea is that you come across these trees, which are then those doors. You take the one door that takes you into the new world, which is Christmas Town, and then from mm -hmm. there. You have to go through Christmas Town to traverse and branch off into other realms and other areas. So that's when you get you have Halloween Town, you get into Christmas Town, and then from there it starts to mix up between Halloween Town and Christmas Town. Like you get a little bit of Halloween Town, like Jack Skellington's in in uh, on the sleigh, or you know Sandy Claus is in in the pumpkin patch. But you get you branch off into other mixed worlds from there. Anyway, the the idea is. <laughs> The, the the idea is is the door the interactive door that leads into Christmas Town, or the seven doors of which leads to Christmas Town. You okay, just took a um, lot of liberties there, and you don't want to make a Thanksgiving land. <laughs> I don't. There's no. I didn't take any other liberties with that. It's like literally, literally straight out of the movie. The the trees with the with the doors. You go into Christmas Town. And then there's literally Jack Skellington from Halloween Town mixed in with Christmas Town, and then he decides he wants to be so, Santa Claus. Uh, so the pitch is the doors, specifically, Christmas Town door. Yeah, it's interactive. Got it. How big is this door? Like, do you see it just being like the regular thirty six inches, or do you see it being like eight feet, like an attraction entrance? Yeah. Like so what? Maybe like one person at a time entering. Well, and I uh, so so to give you an idea, um, I, I so the 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 doors that don't really go anywhere are going to be the smaller doors, but the door that people can go into is almost like the tube of Nintendo, right? So it's not like super huge, but there's enough for like people to come in and out of. But it is like an actual door that like you know opens, um, versus just being like a, a tube that you can walk into. So so that's the idea, and and it's like it's like you know it's a secret of how, but it's like it's pretty obvious because we want you to go into Christmas Town. We don't want you to be like, "Where's the door? I can't get in." Um, but that way, people aren't also just like pulling on all the doors trying to figure out which one it is. It's like clearly this is the door. You can see the display. You can see that you've come across this path where Jack chooses. Oh, what are all these doors? I don't know what these are. Let me go in. Oh, I've landed in Christmas Town, but we know that there is Christmas Town that you're going into. The other doors um, are kind of like. Um, I mean, you can't go into them, but you know, like, uh, like uh, Universal, the the doors at uh, Despicable Me, you can like push the buttons and like ring the doorbells and sounds happen. So you've got interactivity within those doors, but the one door itself is what like it's like literally the the the, the transition into Christmas Town. Is this the main entrance into Christmas Town? Yes. So would that door? You you keep saying like you can open the door and go into Christmas Town. Is that going to stay closed and has to like open every single time someone wants to go through? Just for like flow's sake, is it going to stay open? People just like walk through, is like cracked open. Or yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's a physical door, um, but but also it's this is the thing. If people are coming in and out, the door doesn't like have to close. You know what I mean? Like if someone's holding the door, you can just go in. You know, like you're going into a restaurant or whatever. People hold the door open, and then the next people come through. People when people exit rides, they they don't ever hold the door the thing open for people to leave the ride either. Uh, but I think it's it's a big enough um okay i guess doors okay if 
maybe doors is not the right word. If no, 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 at, no, no. If you're looking doors. at the size of, if you're looking at the size of like the Nintendo tube, right? It's yeah, gonna be that's a, a big door. It's, it's gonna <laughs> right. So it's not like a door, like you know, let me walk in the door. But it's it's more of like a, you know, like when like the doors open for something and you walk in. Um, but I think that also it's also like you can open the door by like there's a handle on the door. You know, you like pull the handle, but it doesn't. You don't actually like open the door, but like it opens. You know what I mean? Like no, like an, <laughs> no, like an elevator, here's, like an elevator here's, door here's, opens. Here's 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 the thing. I'm pushing one, a button. One, you're really struggling to try and f- explain how a door opens. Two, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you're taking into account the people that are also exiting Christmas Land, having to go I, through this door. Did you not hear and, what I just said? Did you not hear what I said in my pitch earlier? I said there's enough space for people to come in and part? out. In one door that. that has to yes. open. I did say that. I did say that. Which I said it's like, like the size of the Nintendo tube where you can have people go in and out at the same time. Right. But, but with a door that large as well, it will be heavy. Right. I mean it's it's not it's so, not like a it's not like a door that you like pull open, but it's like a door like if you're turning the knob of the door, it like opens. Like a like a open sesame, like secret, you know, secret like door. Like an automatic okay. door. Just yeah. an automatic so door. So it right. slides open rather than it opens like an actual door. Right, 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 right. right. But, 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 but so the idea to get it is you have to... Am I allowed to help with this or like... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like I see I see where you're going with this and it's actually a great idea. Um, but like I almost have notes to help you develop this further. Notes are great. You actually make it plausible. <laughs> so, he needs, he needs um, all the notes. So what I would do is that, yes, like the tube, um, you have it. I would have said door, but be propped open. It never closes. It never opens. You can make it interactive where the inside of the tube is, you know, how he goes in and it's all colorful Mm -hmm. and there's lights and sounds. I would do something like that. You can also have fake snow coming out of the door being blown out to intrigue people. And then same, the other doors, I love that interactivity that you would go press. The other doors would be normal door size and you can press on them and let's say Thanksgiving when you hear like a turkey gobble gobble but then that also gives you room for expansion Mm -hmm. because if you do want to do Thanksgiving lands you can just do the opposite do a big turkey door and then the other doors are Mm -hmm. static and have interactivity so I I do I see where you're going with this and I just need someone with a degree in a in a theme park (laughs) design to like help me figure it out (laughs) And but for I your door to stay open, and for my door to but literally yes, stay open, needs <laughs> yes. to stay propped open. Um, that is definitely a safety hazard with a door that big. Right. Um, <laughs> I I I don't even think somebody six feet and super muscular would be able to prop a door that big. If it's <laughs> if it's as wide as the Nintendo tube, it's going to be about three times as tall, or yeah. maybe not three times as tall, but that's a heavy. About remember, yeah. remember Camille, uh, when you judge later on, it's based on the initial pitch, not yes, anything yes, we've yes. done to help that. <laughs> I mean, so, live your dreams, whatever you Spencer, want to do it. <laughs> your your third pitch. Yeah. So, oh boy, here we go. Uh, my third pitch. Um, so essentially, you know, we're we're getting Christmas Town, we're getting Halloween Town, and then as we dive further into the theme park, uh, our worlds start to collide. Right, we've got a mix of Halloween and Christmas Town. So I thought, what better way? Um, one of my favorite characters in Nightmare Before Christmas is Oogie Boogie, and I was like, I have to include Oogie Boogie in here somehow. And so I thought, why not do Oogie Boogie's Oozy Boozy Barcade or uh, during some seasons, Oogie Boogie's Not So Oozy Boozy Barcade, um, you know, to keep in spirit with with uh, the brand. 
Um, but this uh, is actually, uh, it, it's inside Oogie Boogie's lair. So you know how he's got like the lair with Sandy Claus um, and the revolving, um, uh, uh, the ro revolving roulette that he stands on. So the revolving roulette itself is going to be the centerpiece of the bar and it's actually a revolving bar. So the bar itself revolves, uh, it's, a, it's a roulette layout, you're at the bar, you know, the slow revolves like the carousel bar in New Orleans or the one in San Diego, things like that. Uh, but everything else around it is static. So when you're inside the center, that's what revolves. Everything else around it is static. And there's a couple little games because we know Oogie Boogie loves his gambling. He loves his bets. So we have those smaller games that uh, kids can partake in as well. Um, but of course, what would be a bar without the boozy beverages? So we've got things like a black and white cocktail, which is designed as an homage to Jack's outfit. Uh, Wormswort soup, uh, which is Frog's Breath, Wormswort and Nightshade. But this is a drink that includes a green key lime, and cream, uh, key lime pie and cream base. Uh, with a dry ice uh, that's inside of a swizzle stick so you don't eat it or consume it but it just gives it that little like glow um, and it's garnished with some blueberries to incorporate the nightshade element as well uh, a pumpkin old-fashioned because the pumpkin king's got to have his classic uh, kitchen sink candy which is sort of like the lock shock barrel version which is a, a mix of candy inspired liquors and mixes and candy pieces to create a, like a trick-or-treat bag of sorts um, and then candy cane lane creme de menthe uh, peppermint stick so again there's that mix of halloween and christmas uh, within this Oogie Boogie's Oozy Boozy Barcade. Okay, so, all right. I, I mean, I like it, getting the kids really, started I, early I with gambling too. and drinking. <laughs> well, that's why, that's <laughs> no, why it's, for kids. <laughs> it's an arcade. That's why I said it's. it can be a Oozy Boozy Barcade or the not-so-Oozy Boozy Barcade. What type of games does uh, Oogie Boogie play? Oh, these are, I, I'm thinking very much like these are like fun little roulette games, like smaller roulette games or, um, or like, or like, yeah, or like, <laughs> or like, play roulette? well, like, I roulette, mean, like, I mean, like, uh, like slots, but I, but I mean, like, it's not like, <laughs> Dice, this, craps. but like, but I mean, you're not like, you're not like betting money, but the idea is yeah. that because Oogie Boogie's all about gambling and betting that we have these kind of like games of chance, uh, within the bar as well. So you've got, uh, You've got those. You've got. Um, I also have like pinball was an idea that I had, like throwing in some pinball, which is also a fun little thing, like some Pac-Man, like you know those retro games, like things that can kind of fit in the space that are out of the way, but also give you that idea of, of that that game of chance, that game of play, uh, and then a nice little mix of, uh, of elements again, Halloween Town and the Christmas Town combining into one. I mean, personally, I would have got, I would have kept the whole like gambling motif but not actually have those kind of games. There are plenty of other games of chance you can find at like a mall arcade, like claw machines or what have you. Yeah, or like the game of um, life. Right, but I'm saying like to avoid like that weird area of like, uh, this nah. is actually, this is based on a, this is based on a, a well, well, kids game. Well, for the, well, for the record, for the record, you both said craps and slots. I said roulette, which again, if you think about roulette, there's a lot of different ways you can play it. You know, uh, rubber duckies in a, in a tub pick one out you're you're it's a game of chance right. right so that that's a it's it's a roulette game in a way because you're you're choosing which duck you're going to root for or which duck you're going to pick right so so technically the roulettes can be very family friendly I, and again that's why we have the not so oozy boozy bar and the oozy boozy bar because there are times where there's going to be like you know late night adult night adults only 21 plus to enter in uh, but then a lot like of time it's going to be like, like a gambling like, license would be a whole other thing. But, but that's what I said, is no one's actually putting any money. It's just like playing these games as if you're in, in the vibe of the world, right? So no one's like, you're not like betting money to play these games. You're just playing them, having fun, playing a game of chance. I have a question about the revolving aspect. Mm -hmm. um, how do you see that safety-wise? Mm -hmm. Great question. So um, 
this is how I envisioned it, um, where there is, there's like kind of like a barricade around the, the revolving, and it is a slow revolver, but there's like a barricade. And if you want to go to the bar, for, like, and sit at the bar for revolving, I mean, there's going to be, you know, people can come and like bring you the drinks or whatever, but if you want to do the revolving, there's going to be like a little bit like a queue kind of thing. And then people will escort you into the bar as well, which is why we can have the kids and not have the kids because there is a, a bar, a, a barricade, a barricade to, a to barricade. keep people from a barricade to keep people from like just running on through the bar. Um, and so, so there is, there is that, that element of safety to kind of, it's kind of like, you can see it. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like it's in a glass house without being in a glass house, if that makes sense. So you can see it. It's like the centerpiece, but you can also play around it without trepidatiously moving about the space. <laughs> now, now, in keeeping with the theme, I, you mentioned that uh, Sandy Claus, Santa Claus, mm -hmm. would would be present as well. I didn't say uh, Sandy Claus is, would be present. <laughs> this is Oogie Boogie Slayer. Is he also going to be tied to the center of your roulette table? Or? When did I say Sandy Claus would be present? I said in the world of Christmas Town and Halloween Town, things mix. Like in the movie, you got Oogie Boogie with Sandy Claus, but I never said I had to have Sandy Claus in this bar. So you don't have Santa I, Claus in Oogie I will Boogie give Slayer. Him that. I did not. But here's he did the not thing: say Santa Claus was in this bar. But here's the thing. This is his lair. This is Oogie Boogie's lair. But here's the thing. Sandy Claus gets kidnapped, right? And then gets gets taken over to Oogie Boogie's lair. What happened before that? What happened after Sandy Claus wasn't there? We don't know. It's not, it's not, Lots it's not. Lots of gambling. But, but, <laughs> but Sandy Claus isn't in Oogie Boogie's lair 24-7. You know what I mean? So this is like, we're just jamming out with Oogie Boogie and the lair and all of this and, and this and that and the other. That it's it's not necessarily specifically tied to the scene in the movie where he's kidnapped Sandy Claus and all the kids see that Santa Claus is more or less potentially real depending on how old your kids are um, or your beliefs. But um, but that being said, it is it is specific to Oogie Boogie's lair itself and not uh, tied specifically to the scene in the movie. Okay. I just I encourage anybody who's listening to a, I don't know Google Oogie's Lair just so you get an idea an image. <laughs> of... um, can I also just say that this movie's rated PG, uh, so I, I don't also like theme parks don't have to be specifically for kids. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, another question about your barricaded mm -hmm. area bar. Right. So that that threshold would be twenty one and up, and then everything outside would be. 21 or any age all ages correct okay yeah and and it is again it's one of those places where there's an entrance and an exit um but it's it's essentially like it might be the same exact entrance or it might be two separate sides but you can only go in this certain way and only go out the certain way um you can't just like i'm coming in but i'm gonna go in this side <laughs> or like i'm just gonna run through the bar there's, there's actually like an actual way to get in and out um and again I haven't decided if it's like the same, like you go in and out the same way, or if it's like you go in one way, go out the other, but in order to go back in, you have to go back around to get in line uh, for the inside. So, so that, that's just a logistic thing that I haven't quite figured out yet. Um, but it is 21 plus inside the bar itself. And then there is one way in one way out of the bar. All right. Well, Spencer, I, I love your bar. I can't wait to see your death gambling games. Um, <laughs> Also, go ahead death, and re death bar also, with the one way played, in, one way out. Have you ever played? Have you ever well, well, of the bar itself, not like of the building. I mean, there's exits all around the building, but like inside the bar itself. Um, but but also like I mean, looking at it, like I've played a cakewalk game before. That's a game of roulette. You're walking around, and if you walk, if you if you land on the pot, you win a you, you win a cake. Like it's that's a roulette game, but it's very family friendly. 
whatever you want to say to defend it. Spencer, go ahead and recap your three ideas. I also never said uh, it was family three, friendly specifically. The three titles. The three titles. Yeah. Spencer. So we got uh, Trick or Treat or Trick with Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Uh, what I call the Christmas Town Interactive. Uh, and then Oogie Boogie's Not So or Oogie Boogie's Uzi Boozy Barcade. Before we jump to Chris, the way you spaced out interactive, it almost sounded like you're going to say Christmas Town in Iraq. Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I got a little worried there. I uh, think I might have burped on accident in, in the middle of my <laughs> sentence. Uh, so I had to swallow some like there's spit. Spencer's, there's Spencer's three pitches uh, starting us off. Uh, so, Chris, uh, go ahead and let's hear your first. Okay. Oh, boy. Here <laughs> yeah, we now I'm. I'm... <laughs> It's fine. I'm not nervous. It's good. It's fine. Okay, my first pitch. Uh, I call Jack's lovely in parentheses fever dream. Uh, after accidentally discovering Christmas Town, Jack Jack goes to sleep to recover from the day's adventures. However, his thoughts don't quite don't go quite uh, down as quietly as he as he'd like to, and start to intrude on his dreams. Um, and uh, Jack Skellington comes up with one of the most most brilliant plans yet. Uh, this will be a Tracked dark ride that follows his discovery of Christmas Town, letting you hear the iconic uh, "What's This" song and let you in on his dreams as it as it forms into his plan to make Christmas his. Think the Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney, where he gets crazy with the black lights and the the heffalumps and muzzles. Um, uh, uh, there will be like tons of black light. There'll be a series of statue vignettes throughout as you follow the track. Um, uh, and the vignettes will basically show the plot line uh of the movie but from his viewpoint and the idealized version of where everything goes right and, and he's loved for yes he did christmas like his what his idea of what's going to happen um and as you zoom through the vignettes it'll be accompanied with a uh, instrumental or uh, orchestration of the all the many songs in the film that you that you've uh, all loved growing up um <laughs> So that's that's Jack's lovely fever dream. Yep, we um, all loved them. Now we don't. That was that 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 explanation was a fever dream. It was. I'm some. I'm real bad. Right? <laughs> no, 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 I'm Brad. Just... No, Brad. It was a parentheses fever dream. <laughs> um, um, it's it's a lot. It's I know it's a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I love this. Have you put any thought into what your vehicle looks like? Uh, it's gonna be. I was thinking like a like a cask, a, a casket, the 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 old school, you know. Uh, but set for I want to say, it's like five people, kind of like in Winnie the Pooh. So two in the front, three in the back. I think it's three and three, but I was thinking two. I think and, it depends on the size of the child. Yes, yeah, it's true. yeah. That, that too. Um, but yeah, so you'll be going through and experiencing all the vignettes and and their actual like full on statues. So, so does this start? Oh, sorry. No, does go this for it. start at um at Christmas Town, or does it start? This in will Halloween uh, this will start in him discovering Christmas Town and then singing "What's This?" Follow him back home into the dream. Okay. Yeah. So and then we... the, the the final scene will be like him waking back up out of black light and like saying something like like Oh, I've just had the most brilliant idea," you know. And then we go and we exit. So we so we 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 go into the door uh, with the trees in the Christmas town. We have what's this? Then we go back to Halloween Town. Then we go back to Christmas Town. And then he wakes up in Halloween Town. No, 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 no. You, we go into his dream when he goes back into. So it's like uh, 
it's like not exactly the world, but it's him planning, and you see like the idealized version of like the plan of making making the uh, the costumes. So in the... theory, we're pretty much always in Halloween Town, except for when we're doing what's this, and it's it's as yeah. if he's in Christmas Town because it's a dream. No, no the 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 first part is he's there. And right, 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 back right. For go, what's yes. this? Right. Mm-hmm. So then my question is. How as a how as a guest am I gonna know when I'm in Halloween Town versus when I'm actually in Christmas Town versus in a dream? How I mean how there will be that... there will be uh, audio cues with like like you know him going back home uh, like like in Winnie the Pooh he says out loud like oh like uh, <laughs> it's time to go to bed or something like that you know what I mean? Spencer, it's just gonna be a complete total recall experience. <laughs> I'm great. Um, I mean, I also feel like it's it's very interesting Is this that you. Real? Use... I, I, I really I really feel like it's interesting that you use caskets because I was wondering like is it like everyone's sitting in a casket or are they like laying down in a casket like they're on a bed like you know but also I was like you should bed knobs and broomsticks this and like just have people on a bed uh, traversing through Jack's like thoughts and dreams or like a thought bubble. How would you how would you f- make a thought bubble uh, cart Spencer? You know I, it's, not, it's not my direction. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is it mine, so. My question for you is, you said all these are uh, vignettes that are, they're statues. So Statue I'm, vignettes, not animatronics. So there's no animatronics. You're going through and it's just watching stationary art exhibits? Well. Is it a statue vignette or an animatronic? <laughs> no, no, he said statue vignette. I did say statue vignettes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're not gonna be. They. This is gonna. This is. You, you, you mean like you like these guys in the back? Me just the statue. Statue, <laughs> statue vignettes. I suppose that's that's true. I did not specify if there are moving parts. Um, <laughs> my uh, honestly, my, I think it's brilliant because if you're already in a casket, then everything's already dead anyway. So it may as well not move. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, my initial pitch being off of Winnie the Pooh, it does have moving parts. In my brain, in my brain, I did think of that but i did not say I, it out loud i Here, see what you're saying pra- practicality wise it's going to be very easy to <laughs> yeah you know i you know. i see what you're saying though because it's like it's like the the actual like animatronics in winnie the pooh they move but they don't like move it's like they go up and right, down yeah. but they literally there's are like static they're very it's very simple elements to, yeah or they're like cardboard cutouts that move on a on an <laughs> axis <laughs> I love that ride though. No shame. I love it that is. ride a lot. I call it uh, Winnie the Pooh's acid trip. I I love the rain, rain, rain came down that. I love that part, and I also love the bouncy Tigger part, and also yeah. the heffalumps yeah, yeah. and woozles. We gotta you gotta dodge the boxes. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my favorite. Is like just just a song of heffalumps and woozles. I I love that ride. Like no shame. I love that. Ride. I have a logistical question. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So. For people that have not seen the movie, how does that work? Because now they're going to think, they're going to be a little bit confused. Somebody who's seen the movie will still be confused because they'll be like, wait, that's not how the movie ends. So how do you, how do you let your guests know that this is an actual dream and not... Because when they're following this, for somebody who I'd kind have, of vaguely knows the movie, they're going to see right. what's this and they're going to be like, right. oh, cool. We're I mean, gonna I'd, have, uh, I'd have Jack uh, narrating it. It'd be like a audio okay. narration over the 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 uh the vignettes of just like here's my idea this is what's gonna happen this is gonna it's gonna look amazing it's gonna be perfect you know just like his his point of view of 
of what he's what he's doing for each each scenario. Okay. Yeah. And then at the end, he busts out of the glass into Mars, <laughs> and his eyes start exploding out of his head. And he goes, "Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planetville, <laughs> Planet Town." Uh, all right. Uh, what is your second pitch, Chris? Okay. All right. My second pitch. <laughs> um, my second pitch. Uh, is called Haunted Mansion. Uh, no. Um, is it Haunted Mansion Holiday? I feel like that. That's a real practical there, buddy. <laughs> uh, you, you done and done. All right. Cool. <laughs> Uh, no, it's called. Great. What's your third pitch? Dr. F- <laughs> Second pitch is Doctor Finkel, Doctor Finkelstein's test lab restaurant with the word lab like, like, not no longer lit up and like crossed out, and then the word restaurant uh, looks relatively newer than like Doctor Finkelstein's mm. test. So basically, he replaced lab and put the word restaurant. All right, Chris, tell us about Pim's Kitchen. Go ahead. As, yeah, okay, so uh, the good doctor has invited you to his newly opened restaurant. He has many a failed experiments he'd like to know the side effects of. And to avoid any more face-to-face interaction that he'd like, he's created a whole bunch of Sally-esque creatures to act as the staff since he's needed a, a extra hand. Uh, this is a uh, this is themed to doc- the doctor's lab scene in the movie. The restaurant will have various kinds of foods with horror themed names or descriptions. Uh, I'm not as good as Spencer when it comes to come when it comes to coming up with food pun names, but examples would be blood and worms, which is spaghetti, poultry in a minefield, charbroiled chicken sandwich, or hell fired Christmas town, which is a baked Alaska. <laughs> 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 I just love that. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Alaska's hellfire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I did like that one. Um, I, <laughs> I thought you said I thought you did not say Sally esque. I heard something completely different. Oh, and no. then that threw me off the rails. <laughs> Sorry. Um are you so you're advertising your restaurant as these are some failed experiments <laughs> that he wants you to test out? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's in theme to how he is. Sounds appetizing. But it is the restaurant. It's the so it is so it is Pim's test kitchen, just with the Nightmare Before Christmas theme. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what all isn't that what all themed restaurants most of the time? Although I'm not gonna lie, that uh, oh, no. Pim's test kitchen, that mini peanut butter shake, that mini PB shake is really is pretty good though. <laughs> oh, I've never had that. He's good. I've had their I've had their uh, their their pretzel was pretty great, like the huge pretzel. The pretzel was good. Yeah, yeah. You say you say that that isn't that what all re- uh, theme park restaurants are like, but Spencer, without fail, every restaurant he pitches has foods that should never go together, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so he can stay on theme. That's Look, very. At true. least I'm staying on theme, and it's a unique experience. I'm surprised you didn't do a restaurant this time around. I did. Like I did drinks. Into the bar. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you got your restaurant with questionable yep. food. Uh, yes. Yes. I guess there's and not the, much really to pick apart there. Uh, I mean, other than the food itself, like... I'll probably pick apart a lot of it and not eat it all. But um. Yeah. Can you um? Can you repeat your food items? You had blood and worms. <laughs> blood and worms, which is your spaghetti. The baked Alaska. Poultry, poultry in a minefield. Yeah. What tar- is that? Charbroiled, charbroiled chicken sandwich. Basically. I like poultry in a minefield because it's like canary in a. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's <laughs> go on with stuff, right? What, the what last is... one is a uh, hell-fired Christmas town. That's which the best is one. A based Alaska. That's, the best that's one. your that's, pitch. Your pitch is just the cafe that sells baked Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they sell. Hellfire Christmas towns. 
You're like, That's pretty funny. Do you see it's... this as a sit-down restaurant or a quick yes. service? Uh, a sit-down restaurant. Uh, like it, basically okay. in the vein of Pim's Pim's test kitchen. Okay, so people would wait in line, order, and then they'd go mm-hmm. and find a seat themselves. Okay. Yeah. Can I? You know what? This know. has a a lot of a really great making of that. I I I think when I say Pim's test kitchen, I make it as a, a joke. It does kind of fit that vibe. But honestly, Toothsome uh, Chocolate Emporium actually has this vibe where like they have a lot of chocolate ingredients, like interpreted into different items like bread and like uh like beef and things Is like that, that. The new one at um, downtown yeah and they actually have um uh, i think it's penelope and and jacques who's like a robot but like it's a character or whatever but they um they come around to the tables and like interact and it's like steampunk vibes like it would be fun to have like a dr finkelstein kind of character like dr finkelstein who's like what do you think of my creation like coming around to the tables like kind of you know whatever like adding to the sally-esque waiters uh, or the Sally-esque servers, like, I think that'd be a fun little tidbit, but even if it's, like, one theme, like, pumpkin, like, Dr. Finkelstein's working on pumpkin, and everything's got a pumpkin kind of vibe to it, that, that might, would help with, that like, might be a little bit more thematically, the changes would be not, like, blood yeah, and worms. Like seasonal menus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could That's do an idea, experiment yeah. a month, like, or yeah. maybe, maybe per month, that might be a little bit much, um, as mm-hmm. far as, like, or like every season. money-wise, but every season you could do He's experimenting with this and then do a bunch of different foods. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that idea. Or like, you know, the baked Alaska could be pumpkin flavored. <laughs> the pumpkin I just Googled what it audience. was because I didn't I didn't actually know what a baked Alaska was. Like I know that it's really? like a thing. And then I looked it up and it was not what I thought it was at all. Um because it, it, it's translated to like omelet surprise. <laughs> Surprise! It's not an omelet either. It's actually a well, dessert I, I think it's, I think uh, made it's of ice cream the... and cake and a meringue. Yeah, yeah well, the outside yeah, is like the meringue, right? Which is like the yeah. toasted yeah. part. Yeah. The one I'm looking at is like it looks like a gold like puffer fish. <laughs> what? All right. But it it looks like I would eat it. Uh, yeah, no, a baked Alaska is a, a dish that sounds much more exciting than it actually is. Yeah, very, very much so. I always thought it was like a potato. No, you it's thought like a baked Alaska was a potato, like a baked potato. No, it's like it's like cake with like it's yeah, like a, with it actually like, looks pretty. A good. lot, of, a lot of times, a lot of times, Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. and some meringue on top. So it also says it has um, exactly one time ever. It says it's, it's, it's lined a, with it's sponge cake, cake or Christmas pudding, which, by the way, Christmas pudding is delicious because it's not what you think it is. It's like, you know, sticky toffee it's pudding. It's like like bread pudding. Yeah, it's like blood pudding. Yeah. Wait, no. All right. Uh, what is your third <laughs> pitch, Chris? Okay. Um, My third pitch, uh, simple name, uh, uh, Halloween, uh, a Halloween town talent show. While Jack has been in his tower planning his new vision of Christmas, the residents of Halloween Town decide to hold a talent show to keep their spirits up while they wait for their beloved leader to emerge. The mayor has graciously taken up the hosting duties, and several townsfolk have signed up to perform. Clown with a tearaway face, Harlequin Demon, Sax Player and his band, etc. However, the chaotic little demon babies Lock, Shock, and Barrel, who have been barred from the talent show from years previous, had decided it's time for them to take over. This is a 20-minute uh, live stunt and special effects show. The performing residents will attempt to show off their skill while Lock, Shock, and Barrel judge them a la American Idol, where all three of them are early Simon Cowell, uh, and throw curveballs their way. 
um, combination of live performers and puppets for the lock, shock, and barrel. Um, there will be like basically, as a person's doing their performance, lock, shock, and barrel throw in like things to mess with them. It's all scripted, of course, but like to make them mess up, set things on fire, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Question. Um, yes. So it's not the audience that actually goes on stage. It's all performers. Or yes, on the stage is it's all like performers. A, Sorry. Do you have audience participation at all? Like in SCS where one person comes up or like, mm, do you I have audience of, play? Or like Fear Factor Live where like audiences mm. could just do yeah, the stunts so themselves. Right, right, right. I hadn't actually thought about putting in an audience participation for the stunts. Okay, so it's show. all... Um, so yeah, it's, all it's all a comedy kind of show yeah, for yeah, yeah. audience to look at. Okay. And then Lock, Shock, and Barrel feels like it's very like Statler and Waldorf. Uh, yeah, I was, thinking, in a way. I was thinking that for sure. Um, but I'm also I'm almost wondering I'm also interested in in the idea of if Lock, Shock, and Barrel were like, you know, adults playing these kids, but like like it's like all time where it's like, oh, this person's doing this trick, but like they fell off their pogo stick. <laughs> but like, you know, it's all safely done because it is no audience members. It's all like coordinated stunts or whatever, like like water world where they like, you know, fall off the high dive, but like lock, sock, shock and barrel pushes them down the lake. <laughs> Oops, silly us. We're so pranky. Um, and then like, you know, that'd be kind of fun to see it. Like all just kind of like, like, like play goes wrong or like people like goes wrong. Right. Like, well, I was thinking I was I was thinking for like because like they'll be like set up in front three judge style you know making their uh their comments on the thing they'll have as because they're puppets uh i'll have them one of them disappear underneath the table they'll pop up on stage do the sabotage then come back you know okay so but is the puppet so, doing the sabotage or is it like the person under the puppet is like running up and doing something and then it's like coming back to the puppet being like look at what i did ah no, I th I think I see what you're talking about. The three at the bottom of the stage are puppets, but then there's a when it goes down, it's a real performer on the stage that takes the to, place to to do actual yeah. the sabotage. Okay, portion. okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I just think I just think there's a real opportunity here for uh, like I said, mischief uh, theater, like a goes wrong kind of show where it's like talent show, mm -hmm. Halloween Town talent mm -hmm. show gone wrong, and then Lock, Shock, and Barrel actually come in and like literally like destroy the talent show in this like comedic like like wild and crazy way of like uh oh this uh oh that and like maybe there adds that element of interaction with the audience of like can you hold can you hold these can you hold this tape i don't i just thought of tape for some reason can you hold this tape and then <laughs> you know we're gonna wrap these presents ah, and then ah, we're gonna destroy and like you know have like you know whatever i don't know but i think there's a really i guess in a way a missed opportunity to have it where it's like actually Lock, Shock, and Barrel really, like, go in and, like, destroy the talent show versus, mm. like, them doing pranks um, to kind of, like, you know, throw off the competitors. I think there's an opportunity for them to, instead of being the judges, to literally actually make this com comedy of errors where they're literally destroying the show as it goes. Mm. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I like your idea a lot, but I would definitely try to involve the audience a bit more. Just, um, mm. I'm thinking repeatability. Like, is this mm. because if it's just something that you always want to think of, like how to interact your guests for them to come do it again. So if right. this is kind of a show that has no audience participation, what why would your season pass holder want to come back and see the show again? Gotcha. Versus yeah. if there's audience participation or if there's like a plant or if there's something where maybe one part they pick somebody from the audience, even ahead of time, um, there's always the potential of it being different. 
and that gives people wanting to come back because it's always a different show every time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no questions. Uh, they covered it all. So, Chris, go ahead and <laughs> recap your okay. your three pitches. Uh, my three pitches were uh, Jack's Lovely Fever Dream, Dr. Finkelstein's Test Lab Restaurant, uh, and a Halloween Town talent show. Great. Uh, that means we saved the best for last. Uh, oh, wow. Time for my three pitches. Watch these pitches be completely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off. Uh, you ended yours with a show. I'm going to start mine with essentially a show or performance. Um <laughs> And it's called Welcome to Halloween Town. Uh, now, this will be three performances throughout the day. There'll be one in the morning towards the opening of the park, one midday, and then one at the evening towards the close of the park. Um, what we're going to see is the town in our town, in our town square taking place around our town center uh, with the, a fountain and the balconies of the buildings around and stuff. We're going to have the members of uh, Halloween Town singing This is Halloween Town. All right, so this is Halloween, this is Halloween. So they'll be dancing um, in the streets with the people, but they'll also be up and above sort of dancing and singing and performing. Um, so the, it's sort of the welcome into Halloween Town. The reason we do it three times is because the third time is our close of the day. So they'll say this is Halloween, but what's going to make that a little bit different is at the end, we're going to see start to see Christmas lights light up the Halloween Town and we're going to see a sort of fake uh, snowfall uh, dust the uh, the people as they're essentially leaving and exiting the park. This is sort of the final moment to be like, okay, now we're getting that that end of the movement to where he got the they, they had a the little bit of snow in Halloween Town. We're getting it as we're sort of leaving the park. Like, okay, this is our closing to leave. So people want to stick around to the end of the day so that they can see this sort of closing out show. And that gives us opportunities during special events to throw in some fireworks or some more uh, laser uh, or drone style shows into it to uh, spice it up a little bit. So uh, when we get more into Christmas time or more into Halloween time, we can add a little bit even more oomph to it, especially for that nighttime performance. Um, and we and we see the fireworks show and all that. They want to they want to see that that final closing moment to have at leave on a happy note. Um, so that is my first pitch. Welcome to Halloween Town. So, so to clarify, this is kind of like, like a, like a, like a small scale, like Ghost Town Alive or Grinchmas, where it's like a small, like streetmosphere slash like outdoor show, yeah. but it's not like a show show, but it's more of like an interactive experience. It's, 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 it's a, it's a street, it's street performance. It's, it is a performance. It'd be yeah no different than if we you know you have a parade going through a route or, or like the like windows this is, oh, this okay is, but it's, this is set for beginning of the day set for day. specific there's specific scheduled times three times the day that it is you know you walk in the park on the the guide it tells you when welcome to halloween town will mm-hmm. be taking place so that people know they can gather around the town square and this sort of central area, just like people always gather along for the uh, parades or anything like that to get their spot so that they can then see <clears> this <throat> this event. And we'd have obviously um, areas sort of blocked off or uh, decoratively right, right. roped off um, so that we our performers had spaces to perform and to greet people and see the kids and, and stuff as they're performing and dancing this. Because you mentioned what happens at the beginning show and the end show, but what, 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 what's going on with midday? What, what's going on in midday? The midday show is the same as the the beginning show. 
with the idea that you have it's your it's mainly meant for your late arrivals or for your your people that didn't quite make it to that early first show. So then, in theory, what, what so what you're saying is. It, 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 like so in this map or like the park like layout or like the park description is gonna be like the first two shows they're actually the same and the third show is different so make sure you come to like how do you logistically tell your guests that it's just it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be called welcome to halloween town i i, I think in our program and stuff we just we have a, a notification that the that the evening show will have uh additional effects um so we can we can even put that in there we don't even have to spoil it we can just put a note in there like uh just a precaution the evening show has additional effects uh to be aware of so then people go and go well wait why does the evening show have additional effects what what's going on here what are we seeing and stuff and i think that's the magic it's a different show too because you're saying goodbye and like everything switches over into they're still they're still singing they're still they're still singing this is halloween town they're still doing that performance the big difference is just it's going to be the lighting effects and uh the snow effect this sort i gotcha of... so it's actually the same show it's just that it adds the the christmas element correct. to it gotcha correct. okay gotcha correct we're adding some christmas um, and stuff. is this um so it's going to be a show and then a meet and greet i'm thinking like the mm-hmm. hans mead stuff um yeah. and then is this sung live or is this a pre-recording and people are in like fuzzy costumes and just dancing to it and acting as if they're singing it or is it actual so, live performers singing uh so i ideally my my thought was that it would be actual live performances singing um okay. we would we would have we would have a recorded track as a backup um just because i i have worked on uh stage shows at at theme parks where you know we had the backup track in case someone was sick or couldn't quite sing and stuff like that so we still have the audio that they can play to and stuff like that but the idea is i I do want them to be uh live performers um because then that gives us a little more flexibility if they need to throw in a little extra line if they want to make it a little bit more special or call out someone or things like that they have that ability to yeah just don't tell tim or danny um the the town square i'm assuming is designed after the town square in hollywood town so they, they mm-hmm. have their their specific buildings and it won't just be them limited to just the middle of it they could be like, right. I'm not right. 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 we'll have we'll have the, the buildings that i'm adding some balconies and stuff on the buildings that they can uh sing and perform from we have the, oh, the streets and areas to sort of dance around and be any other questions no, if not, then I will move on to a pitch number two, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Lock, Shock, and Barrels TNT Store. All right, Lock, Shock, and Barrels TNT mm-hmm. Store. This is a candy store filled with both tricks and treats, hence the TNT. Um, <laughs> now we're thinking a very Tim Burton style-esque building. Uh, similar to what we see around the town square and stuff in um, in the movie. Thematically inside, uh, very similar to how we see in um, like the, the Hogsmeade uh, Honeydukes or um, uh, the uh, Weasley's uh, candy yeah. shop. Um, in, in that we're, we're, we're having some interactivity we're, we're having our candy and our tricks sort of themed around halloween town now and what we would expect lock shock and barrel to have in a store that they have but then up above on a sort of second floor we can see sort of shadows and images behind doors and 
and windows and noises of them uh, capturing and trying to deal with uh, planning on how they're going to get Sandy Claws and capturing Sandy Claws and stuff. And so we can we can see that part of the scene is essentially happening up above up and then down below. You're able to purchase their tricks and treats uh, to enjoy. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking a, a, a lot of uh, fun, silly candy designs. Um, you got to have the sort of uh, weird flavors of jelly beans and uh, those candies that obviously are meant to be uh, play tricks on you that people don't expect. Uh, I like it. I really like it. Thank you. Spencer? I don't have any questions. I, I kind of zoned out after after I realized it was a good pitch. <laughs> so no, actually that, that was very good. Um so the the show that you're seeing up above, is this something that happens like every five minutes or so you would see them be like maybe saying like kidnap the Sandy Claws type of thing, just like a I'm giving an example, a 17 second clip of that and them running off. And then maybe 30 seconds later, suddenly you hear Sandy Claus being unhand me or unput me down. Cor- and do correct. you expect that to be like every five minutes, every so 10 minutes? This, like how this, are... It's probably spaced out over about probably every 10 to 15 minutes, I would say. Okay. Um, long enough that a reasonable time that if you're in the candy shop, you should be able to see all the parts. But I don't want it to be, you know, 30 minutes or something like that, because then you have people just loitering in the candy shop waiting yeah. to see everything. Or every so, 10 seconds where you just hear it constantly. And you're like, I'm getting out of this store. I'm not buying exactly, anything. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. so okay. I so so 10 to 15 minutes, because I feel that that's the perfect length for people to be in there to actually then they're now perusing the candy as they're waiting for the next scene or they're perusing and buying, making their purchases. And then they get to see the everything through before they're exiting out. I just feel bad for the employees that are in there to have to listen to that all day <laughs> long but that's, I'd be like that's, i guess i'd be like can i go stock that's, in the no, bag that's nothing that's is theme worse park. nothing <laughs> is worse than boogie fever on a 17 second loop on repeat <laughs> all day inside despicable me <laughs> oh that's true all right. Well, then uh, that's my second pitch. My third pitch, then my final pitch. Uh, I seem to be the only one that ever pitches roller coasters. Ooh, okay. You're not ever. I've, I've pitched pitch roller one. coasters before. So I'm pitching my roller coaster, Oogie Boogie's Lair. I'm going heavily into Oogie Boogie's Lair and the themes of Oogie Boogie's Lair in that he does have roulette tables of death, uh, gambling uh, slot machines. Um, we see at one point king's cards and like playing cards with swords through them um we see all that type of stuff and so what we're having here is this going to be an indoor roller coaster where we're going to essentially get to go through a lot of uh, a combination of this uh oogie boogie song um as he's singing as he's singing the oogie boogie song um with well that, i mean that's what's called uh with uh sandy claws uh, tied up and stuff so we'll get to loop around and see that sort of stuff we'll have um, some rotations and spins uh, based off of and loops based off the uh, effects of the um, slot machines and that but then we're also going to see uh, the ending portion of the movie of Jack coming in and we'll see parts of him essentially rescuing them leading to the unraveling of uh, Oogie Boogie 
Um, and so the way we're going to do this is we're going to use, um, we're going to keep it indoors and use a lot of visuals very similar to what we might see in Space Mountain or specifically uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, just like in the theme, in the song when he's singing, there's a, it's a lot of black light, a lot of neons, um, a lot of brief images that we can see. So this way we can tell our story as we're going, but keep our roller coaster still going at a decent pace using loops and uh, helixes to essentially be able to focus on specific areas. Um, the main point that we'd use a, a helix, a spiral down, uh, would be for the roulette uh, table at, towards the beginning with um, with Santa Claus on it. And then uh, we'd especially use it at the end as Oogie Boogie is unraveled. Um, essentially, you would be the unraveling of Oogie Boogie, uh, that, that thread that's going and you can just hear you hear the noises essentially as you're leaving of all these uh bugs and everything um falling out and i think it'd be fun to have a nice little uh water dripping effect as we're going through towards the end so you know like you slow down and you're about to get off and stuff and you're in the you're sort of in a darker area before you get off the loading dock and there's just some drips down you know you get that effect like oh wait what what just what just fell on me uh uh, was that some of Oogie Boogie? Um, and then we we exit the ride. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it's it's a combination of those two stories. The the music we are hearing playing is uh, Oogie Boogie's song throughout it. Uh, I think it's just a a great song for us to get. And then we get some instrumental towards the end as he's unraveled. So we sort of transition into uh, some instrumental music as he's unraveled and defeated. The majority of your visuals are projections. The majority of my visuals are solid stationary images uh, based with black lights, like a rock and roller coaster. Gotcha. Oh, rock and roller coaster. Okay, okay, okay. Spencer. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is is Revenge of the Mummy. Um, in term, with, with like with like with like black lights, because you know when you're talking about you hear the bugs, I'm like, oh, that's when we go backwards. We see the scarabs and we feel the scarabs. We hear the scarabs as we go backwards. So, but then it also made me think, oh, Revenge of the Mummy meets rock and roller coaster with the neon elements. And and it made me it made me think about like it just made me really think deeply into this attraction and 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 how <laughs> and I just and like and it just it just and, made me and how it thematically it just really made me think it just and how it made thematically me think. plays and I don't think I've universe. ever had a ride do that to me before where it just makes me <laughs> think so deep about and, and, and it made me go I only left it Oogie Boogie song because <laughs> I know it's the name of the title but you were like you're like you know Oogie Boogie he sings you know the Oogie Boogie song <laughs> I just was like well yeah of course he does that's, all, that's like his scene I kept, um, I kept looking for a better name for that but I guess and I was, I was like no it's just the Oogie Boogie song I was trying to figure out is it more like Rock and Roller Coaster where you kind of like you're kind of basically on a roller coaster and and you kind of travel through at lightning speed through his his lair or is it more like revenge of the mummy like in florida where you have like a solid like two minutes of dark ride before you blast off into like the mouth of the man who's like ah your souls belong to me so and so we don't have the roller so, coaster so uh, great question the great um, impression of that character by the that's way that's the second so. one i think i've had on this show too <laughs> Uh, yeah, I it, it is okay. not a launch coat. It is not a launch coaster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it's not good, is what you're saying. Mm, but is kidding. it a lunch coaster? <laughs> no, it, it can be good and not be a launch coaster. I just I think uh, we can set up um, some of the beginning using a a hill um, in the darkness and stuff, and with the lights and stuff, we can set up some of that beginning story of uh, coming into Oogie Boogie's lair and 
Santa Claus being captured so that when we get to the top of the hill, you're now looking down to see Santa Claus at in the uh, roulette wheel that we're now spiraling around. So is this, is this a 90 degree angle? We're looking down. Where, where are you talking about? We're looking down at the, the layer. Like, you're, you're essentially as you're coming. What, I mean, you're looking down 45. the hill. It doesn't have to be 90 okay. degree. Yeah. But what if I'm, what if I'm in the back degree. row? How do I see Sandy Claus at the bottom? You're because everybody eventually comes over the hill, don't they? And then you spiral around and you're going to spiral around. So you're saying you this is Claus. like this is like rip ride and rocket, like not necessarily a vertical hill, but like it's a long hill that we're getting like essentially all the exposition. And then once we go, we go. How mm-hmm. tall does this building need to be? Uh, t- height wise, probably not more than uh, 12 feet. Space Mountain. <laughs> Okay, so you're envisioning kind of like a launch like Space Mountain where you kind of go up and then you just kind of let it trickle down. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, right, but instead of stars, it stars in the Oogie Boogie Man and Sandy Claus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds pretty practical. And you me. envision a loop? Uh, n- no. Uh, no actual. No, no actual a heel- loops, but a helix. So we get the spirals and stuff and we get uh, we will get our sort of half loop, half loop. Like, yeah, we won't we won't go okay. completely go inverted. You never go upside down, pretty much. Correct, correct. Okay. What's your roller coaster cart look like? Uh, um, I'm thinking that, that... like a classic. Uh, it's sort of a um. um I want you know, to think the classic like rust... one, Chris. The classic. Let me oh, explain course. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like a rusty sort of minecart looking thing. Um, that feels very uh, cage-like or very um, sort of put together. Um, I don't want to say steampunk because steampunk is almost, almost too clean of a look. I want this to feel rusted. I want it to feel um, like these have been around for a while. Are you So you're envisioning this like Space Mountain. So height requirement would be 40 inches and you're mm-hmm. thinking that kids can actually ride this. Not Correct. It's not just like Velocicoaster or something. Correct. Okay. All right. Cool. Correct. I I think that's fine. Nightmare Before Christmas, man. Yeah, uh, it's not the night before you, Christmas. It's the nightmare before Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Let's recap it, Brad. So my three pitches were Lock, Shock, and Barrel's TNT store. Uh, Welcome to Halloween Town and Oogie Boogie's Lair. Awesome. Let's do one more recap for the entire group. Mine were Trick or Treat or Trick with Lock, Shock, and Barrel, uh, Christmas Town Interactive, uh, and then Oogie Boogie's Not So Oozy Boozy Barcade. Uh, mine were Jack's Lovely Fever Dream, Dr. Finkelstein's Test Lab Restaurant, and a Halloween Town Talent Show. Great. And then I had the Welcome to Halloween Town, my uh, street performance, uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel's TNT Store, and Oogie Boogie's Lair, my roller coaster. There you go. There are pitches. Also, yeah. I just want to share what I didn't pitch because I thought it was really funny. Um, okay. uh, originally, I was thinking about adding Christmas Town as a cafe, and then I was like, I'm already doing like stuff, so I don't want to do that. So I made uh, one of my uh, – I said there's an inspired menu of holiday-themed stuff. Uh, we got Lock, Shock, and Barrel Cuda, which is a fish dish, um, Jackfruit Skellington, and then my favorite was Sandy Claus, which was a crab with Himalayan sea salt. <laughs> No, this is what I mean. No. This is what I mean about his food choice. These are the restaurants is, thing. Like, I, I can't I, do that. Okay. I can't do that as well as friends. Um, I, I do it very well, but it just depends on if the guest likes puns or not. Because sometimes that has backfired <laughs> on me very hard. 
Uh, was it like, <laughs> unfortunately for you, I don't like puns. And I'm like, well, great. That's unfortunate. But sometimes we're like, well, there goes all three of my pitches. Sometimes they're, sometimes it's just their food abominations. They, they're things that do not go together. I mean, uh, just for the puns. A crab with Himalayan sea salt works fine, I think. Yeah, that's fine. So now it's time for us to recap the categories. Uh, uh, Spencer, uh, remind us of those three categories. Uh, yeah, be prepared to be disappointed. Um, we're going to go with uh, a practicality, which, of course, is, you know, for lack of a better term, something that is practical. You could see it in in uh, a theme park within the year um, or something of that nature. Creative, which, for lack of a better term, is something that is creative, something that, uh, you know, is outside <laughs> the box or inside the box, but is just creative. Uh, and then, of course, favorite, uh, guest favorite, which, Camille, this is... For you, anything goes here. This this is whatever Oogie's your boogie or whatever Doctor's your Finkelstein. Whatever the case is, that is what it is here for you. Um, on What's the first one better? Whatever, first whatever one Jack's better. your Skellington. Yeah. <laughs> whatever locks your shock and barrel. <laughs> or shock your worse. lock and barrel. Worse, guys. All right. Should stop that uh, Oogie's your boogie. So that brings us now to our first category, which is, uh, we'll go with creativity first. Um, the bronze in creativity. Camille, this is your time. What All is right. it? Um, the bronze in creativity is Lock, Shock, and Barrel TNT Store. Yes. Um, I thought that was really creative. Any theme park needs a store, especially something that involves food and snacks for people to buy, whether it's souvenirs, combo of both. It's perfect. And the little show aspect is really cool. I thought that was... Yeah, the show stuff was cool. I thought that was really mm. fun. That was a great job. Thank you. Uh, now, silver and creativity. Um, silver and creativity is Oogie Boogie's Lair. Um, oh. I love a roller coaster. Um, All right. okay. I thought, I think it works really well with the black light because the lair is dark. The black light aspect works really well. And you're, the way I understood your pitch is that you're also trying to escape Oogie Boogie at the same time. So the speed of the roller coaster in this case works really, really well. So, yeah. Excellent. And that brings us to gold for creativity. And gold, that will be going to Oogie Boogie Uzi Boozy Barcade. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. no. yeah. Oogie Boogie <laughs> Uzi Boozy Barcade. Yes. I do like um, that title. Bars, I think are just genius um i really enjoyed your creativity for the names of the drinks um that's always something that i look for um funny names for foods i think work really well it entices people to want to order try different things um the fact that there is a section that's 21 and up is really nice because it separates adults from being around children. Sometimes you just want, you know, in sit down restaurants, you just kind of want to have a separate location. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I would look a little bit more into the safety aspects of this. Um, <laughs> just how do people, is it something that revolves for like five minutes and then it stops for people to get on and get off? You know, those are, all aspects that engineering would usually find out but the blue sky concept was really cool i would definitely sit at that bar for an hour or two and try a couple drinks so i added uh looking for uh work, uh, working on the permits to my list so um I'll make sure <laughs> I, I look into it <laughs> excellent well there we have our three for creativity uh that brings us now to practicality practicality mm. bronze 
All right. Um, so I want to do an honorable mention before <laughs> I reach the bronze for okay. practicality. All right. And that is um, trick with lock, shock, and barrel. Um, the practicality aspect of that is that because it is screens, you can switch the games. Um, mm -hmm. If people like eventually, that's what I was saying, like repeatability of a ride. Eventually, when people do do it over and over again, it gets to be a little bit boring, but you can always just quickly make a game and design software and plop it in. And so that was so honorable mention on that one. Um, brings me to my to bronze, which is Lock, Shock and Barrel TNT store. Yes. Um, the combo of retail and show aspect, again, works really well. Um, and even if the show aspect does not work, it's still practical because it's not completely lost. It's like when escalators break down, it's just stairs. Mm -hmm. The primary <laughs> function of the location is still working. It is still a retail space for gas. All right. Uh, silver in practicality. Um, silver in practicality is welcome to Halloween Town. Um, mm -hmm. I love a show. I think uh, street atmosphere is incredibly important. Entertainment is incredibly important. Um, guests will look for it. Um, and I put you on in second place for that because of your track backup that you thought of that, that in case a performer is sick, um, <laughs> you don't have to just either cancel the full show. You can still, the show must go on. That performer can still go just lip sync and there's still a backup vocal tra track there for them so great job thank you and that brings us to our gold in practicality and gold is dr finkelstein's lab restaurant nice. finally oh, on the board oh. babies <laughs> um restaurants are including are almost single-handedly one of the most important parts um people do have to eat um i appreciate told, yeah. that it's it's kind of a mixture. I didn't understand if it's a full service, like full scale sit down. It seemed to me more it's like a quick service restaurant, um, which is great. It works really well. Um, the seasonal aspect that you guys came up with afterwards is great. I thought it was really smart. I would just work on your names of your foods a little bit more. I'll serve that like, out to Spencer. You didn't like blood and guts, or what was it? Blood and blood. <laughs> man. It was I... blood and worms. Yeah. But I really do like the Hellfire Christmas Town. Yeah, the, um, the Big Alaska is just classic. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I thought it was. It works. Um, guests are always interested, and it's always when you want to make it fun. It's not just like, oh, here's some food. It's yeah. the theming works. So, congratulations on that one. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to the best category of all, guest favorite. Uh, this is, like we said, anything that boogies your boogie, what gets the bronze? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so um, I went with what would be the most realistic and the most sellable in a theme park and what would be the most likely to happen. So um, in bronze is Trick with Lock, Chalk, and Barrel. Um. I thought that's a great all ages ride. It's fun. Um, you may want to work on the final detailings of what yeah, the we'll, we'll work does. On it. Is it we'll stopping work. them? But you know, like, we'll workshop you know, it. <laughs> you can workshop it later. But I thought it was really creative, and I really do appreciate that you included 
that you thought about ADA requirements and also because it is personal to you. But yeah, I do appreciate because that is something that is huge in the industry. We have to cater to everybody. So good job on that one. Cool. All right. Uh, silver in guest favor. Um, silver, Oogie Boogie Lair. Roller coasters are always a guest favorite, um, especially since it's mostly for all ages with something at the thrill level of Space Mountain. That's always fun. People do love a gently thrilling roller coaster. That's always fun. So, All right. And that brings us finally to gold in guest favorite. That is the Oogie Boogie Oogie Busy Parking. Uh, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Again, bars are look at how packed Oga's Cantina is and how like you can never get reservations. We know bars work. Adults like to drink, especially if they have to be around children all day. Mm -hmm. They want mm -hmm. booze. And the more fun you can make the booze, the more adults are willing to pay twenty dollars a drink for it, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> It's great well, for the company sorry. and for the guests. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> well, there you have it. There are the final scores. There's the final Didn't vote. get zero. Chris needs to rewatch Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it's been a long time, guys. It's been a long, long time. Here, I got a pitch. I got a pitch. It's called The Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's a show where Jack goes into Christmas Town and then decides to be Sandy Claus, and there's some singing in it. What do you think? What do you think? Great idea, right? <laughs> Honestly, I do want to say, activity. Chris, if your show, a Halloween talent show, had audience participation, you would have um, gone up for practicality and creativity. Just because it's, again, it's re repeatability. But I will say something on your end. I really appreciated that you included a log line with every single one of your pitches because that is literally the single, like the one thing that we have to do is always come up with the log line. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that you had great cool, ones. Man. I had that in my notes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. You, get, you get a brownie point, Chris. No real points, but you get a brownie point for that one. <laughs> Just like your honorable mention, Spencer? Well, that's on the board. So I was going to ask Camille, how many points are the board honorable mentions? Zero points, honorable mentions are not worth points. Yeah, they're, called honorable they're not point. worth points. But it was it was an honorable mention just because I thought, yeah, it would be something that's practical. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Camille, for being here and joining us uh, for a Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, before we go, is there anything that you would like to say or uh, let the world know? Um, not pitch. What's the word I'm looking for, Spencer? Uh, promote plug promote plug <laughs> y'all are free to check out my linkedin um my website's on there it's camillefasiola.com i have my portfolio you guys are more welcome to check it out but yeah great well we'll put the info down in the description yeah. uh and thank you again so much this has been an absolute pleasure uh hopefully we were me. able to at least give you some decent rides uh <laughs> or no drinks, thank you this was so fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, this has been Theoretical Thrills. I've been Brad. I am Spencer. And I will be Chris. And that's been Camille. Bye. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy the episode you just watched? Feel free to like, subscribe, and share. And if you have an interpretation of an idea based on the theme of the week, feel free to tag us on social media with hashtag Theoretical Thrills, and we may feature your ride and attraction on the show. Theoretical thrills, the theory of the thrill. Oh.